Chapter 23 Katie Prepares Katie and Tefani looked up when Rabea entered the goddess's bedroom. They are here. It is time to prepare, Rabea said, closing the door behind her. A hot bath is waiting for you, Ishtar, Tefani said, gesturing towards the sunken tub. Steam clouds wafted from the tiled bath. Do you need help to undress? Please, Katie replied, irritated, because she still needed help to bathe. As she sat on a chair, Tefani unwrapped the shoulder sling and freed Katie's leg from the splint before removing her clothes. Katie's thoughts wandered as Tefani assisted her into the tub. What is Queen Uni like, she wondered. How am I supposed to act? Would you like help washing yourself, Tefani asked, handing Katie a thick cloth dripping with soapy bubbles. No, I'm fine. Thank you. Katie's worries abated as she scrubbed herself in the steamy water. I will need help washing my hair, though. Katie's thick hair required vigorous lathering and extensive rinsing. Tefani's patient humming soothed Katie's worries. Rebea waited as Tefani helped Katie from the tub. We must hurry, she said. Mudad is escorting the queen to the audience room. Her helpers toweled and dressed Katie in new bandages and special temple robes. Tefani was brushing Katie's hair when someone knocked on the hall door. Who is there? Rebea asked. It's Sadat. We are ready, mother. I have brought Ishtar's servant. Rebea opened the door. Looking uneasy, Renee walked in behind Sadat. Katie giggled at her friend. Renee wore a white silk gown and a conical headpiece of richly textured cotton shaped like a shortened brown and white Santa Claus cap without the tassel. Mudad will come for you, Sadat explained, turning to Katie. When he knocks, please say the words, Who is looking for Ishtar? He bowed and left. Renée stayed. Katie moved close to Renée and smiled. You look different today, she said, stifling a hearty giggle. You do too, Renée laughed. As always, he was more at ease with the weirdness than Katie. You must be still, Ishtar, Rabea admonished. You are making it difficult for Tefani to paint your face. Katie stood with a serious face as she looked at Renée. I saw chariots in the barn, Katie. They are a lot bigger than I thought they would be. Shoot, their wheels come up to my chest right here. They have chariots, so they must have horses, Katie said. Horses were much more interesting to Katie, and she couldn't wait to see them. Renee's story put her more at ease. Tefani and Rabea worked quietly as their goddess and her assistant chattered away in their strange language. Katie remained still throughout the rest of her face paint. Rabea painted Katie's eyelids with blue eyeshadow made of ground lapis lazuli stone mixed with a small amount of zinc oxide. They added honey to bind the crushed minerals into a sticky paste. I wonder how I'm supposed to act, Katie said, me being Ishtar. She's a big deal goddess, and they think I am she, come down to earth to be among them. What does a goddess do? All I know is everyone seems happy about your presence here, Renee replied. They want you to be well. Your arrival has caused some big changes, you know. Sadat took me to the temple workshop next to the barn to show me the projects he's in charge of. He showed me two wooden statues. Remember the sandjacks the modern Yazidis used? Yes. The ones I saw must be the early precursors. And he showed me the changes Mudad ordered. He added two feathery things on the flag. There's a flag, too? He nodded. When I asked Sadat, he said it was Mudad's idea. The changes they made were because of your IUD. They added these feathery things to look like the strings coming off your IUD. They see it as a sign of divine fertility. I'm just beginning to realize our impact, Renee. It's you, not me. These people believe you have come from the heavens, and I am your helper. You're the woman of the hour, Katie. 
Sadat took me to a gathering at Laliche Creek for a ceremony called a washing of the mouth. It's a consecration of the new statues. They believe this blessing will hold Ishtar's temple together for the coming year. I think Madad has decided your appearance means you are on his side, Katie, but I can't figure out why he is so nervous. If you are a goddess, come to earth just for him, what do you think he's afraid of? He doesn't want to lose his job. It's simple. He may also think my presence is making him look bad. You know, like he wasn't doing his job, so I had to come down and fix it. Yeah, that could be. But Sadat told me his father is sure Queen Uni wants to replace Ishtar. I guess she has some other god she prefers. I suppose Mudad needs reassurance, Katie said. He needs our help. I should talk to him. A knock on the door interrupted them. Katie chuckled inside, getting ready to play the game. Who is looking for Ishtar? she asked. Your faithful servants, Mudad and Nabil, O oh great Ishtar. Wait, Rabea yelled. Ishtar is not wearing her amulet. It is on display for the queen, Mudad said outside the door. No, Ishtar needs to keep it close. Fetch it now. Very well, Mudad replied, sighing in disappointment at the ruined moment. I will be right back. In the confusion, Katie noticed Renee had slipped away again. He's always disappearing when I need him, she thought. When Mudad returned, he slipped the torque through the partially open door. Rebea placed it around Katie's neck and nodded to Mudad that all was well. Mudad stepped out, closed the door, and began again. Knock, knock, knock. Who is looking for Ishtar? Katie said loudly. Your faithful servants, Mudad and Nabil. We ask you to hear our request today, Almighty Ishtar. Oh, okay, Katie replied and waited, not knowing what to do next. Sadat opened the door and backed away as Mudad and Nabil marched into the room. Katie humored them, amused to play along with their pageant, but they were deadly serious. To them, Katie was Ishtar. She embodied Ishtar and brought the mythical goddess to life. Because she filled a spiritual place of power with a real person, Katie suddenly realized how vulnerable she was. Mudad had two choices, use her or kill her. I think I know why Mudad is so worried, she thought. I could be his worst nightmare. What will happen to him if the goddess no longer needs him as her mouthpiece? But I can also become very powerful if I play this carefully. We will follow you, mighty Ishtar, Mudad continued with the ritual. He and Nabil stepped back, allowing Katie to walk in front. The procession ceremoniously moved into the throne room, where Ishtar sat in the place of honor. Mudad directed the others while Katie settled into her seat. Katie knew it was essential to maintain her royal image, even though she didn't have a clue what to do or say. Mudad was agitated, and she wanted to reassure him, to get him to look at her. Finally, he looked up and met her gaze. Katie smiled at him and spoke. Mudad, please come close. She stood when he approached her. Come closer, Katie said again. You too, Rabea. She held out her right hand. Rabea grabbed Katie's hand, and Katie pulled her up to stand close to Mudad. She moved her eyes back and forth between them, while she still held Rabea's hand. I want to help you. How can I help you, Mudad? He dropped his eyes and she waited patiently. Then she reached for his hands and held them. When Mudad looked into her eyes again, he saw the honesty and compassion that was Ishtar, his goddess, the protector of his people. In that moment, he accepted her, and she, him. End of chapter